Hello and welcome to Paradise Privilege. I'm your host, Amber Tiana, and today we are in studio. I ain't calling no one. There ain't no ring, ring, ring. I'm talking right in front of me. We have at It's NGSR. What up, what up? Hola. Hola, como estas? Muy bien, ¿y tú? Oh, I am fuego, baby. You know. <laughs> you know. So, Nelson and I have been friends for a really long time. Since the beginning. Uh, okay. <laughs> Some weeks, since 2010. Wow. And um, so that's been nine years, almost ten years. Almost, oh! I know. We have to do something. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, well, when Nelson and I first met many eons ago, one of the things that we connected about and that we related to is that we were both from islands. I'm from Hawaii and Nelson is from Puerto Rico. And you. today, we're going to talk a little bit about that because this podcast is called Paradise Privilege. And what we usually talk about on Paradise Privilege is living in paradise from the perspective of someone who is from there and their perception of privilege and how they feel about how privilege plays a role in their place and whether or not they feel privileged to be from there, etc., etc., etc. Thinking on it. That's a lot. I mean, it's it's a lot. So so where should we start? Let's. Uh, oh, I I the, have no idea where to start. I vote the beginning. Why don't you go ahead <laughs> and tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from? Um. Well, as you know, I'm, my name is Nelson, and I am from Puerto Rico. I was born in the, like, wait, the r- rural. Rural. See, yes. There's my accent. Mm-hmm. Rural. <laughs> um. Side. Of Puerto Rico, like right in the middle, in between the mountains and everything, uh, beautiful. But I was raised in the capital, which is the city. Um, mm. So I had a pretty, I had both things in my life. I had that country lifestyle when I was very little, mm-hmm. and every other weekend when I went to visit my grandma. Yeah. Um, but I was pretty much raised in the city i see okay and is there like what is like some of the differences where you're from between living in the rural side and in the city um i I consider it to be very different okay um i think i had a pretty pretty awesome balance because i was able to to put myself in i think other people's uh shoes when it came to understanding how people are or the different types of people in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, some things that are very different is city people, because they live in the city, tend to be more um, s- stuck up. <laughs> you can say whatever you want here. It's an open space. <laughs> um, <laughs> stuck up. A bit more stuck up. Yeah. And... Uh, in contrasting with uh, rural people, and more humble, um, more united as well. Interesting. Really? See, yes. I, I don't know, because when I think about Puerto Rico, I just think Puerto Ricans, and I kind of just bundle it all up together. And that's 
that's very interesting because when you're in the island, you kind of sense this kind of um, distance between the Puerto Rican people. Mm-hmm. When, unless something happens in the world or or like the Olympics and whatnot, and you you get the sense of unity <laughs> or within like, your people. Yeah. Or you leave the island and you're in the mainland, which is United States, uh-huh. and. For some reason, no matter, it doesn't matter if you were from the countryside or the city or whatnot, you notice that somebody's from Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and automatically mm-hmm. you get this sense of pride and it's like, oh my God, oh, I found another one of me. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's like exactly the same. Literally in Hawaii, it's like you have towns bordering one another mm-hmm. and it's like, do not confuse yeah. Ma'ili with Waianai. <laughs> it is different. I am not the same. But if we're ever anywhere else, it's like... It's like Oh yep. my gosh! Because it's so much bigger, uh-huh. you like want to grab onto them and like yeah. connect to them. Definitely. That's really interesting how that happens. And I didn't. I mean, that's such. I think that's a really unique experience. I don't know, yeah. but I didn't realize that. You know, you would. I feel like I'm so excited because we talk about a, a lot, lot of things, of the, but, but this, we've never di- dove yeah! into this. Yeah, I know. We've never talked because that's that, that's so cool. And I think it's really interesting. You're actually the first guest that's not from Hawaii. Okay. on this podcast you know and i'm interested to see like what are some of the things like when you were growing up there did you ever feel like you were lucky to live in puerto rico like was it made like known to you how privileged you were <laughs> um no you didn't feel that way no and i th- no no especially in 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 my family Although it's just I had a I have a really weird family. Mm-hmm. I was always in the middle of two different points of views. Mm, interesting. Okay. Because my when it comes to backgrounds, my dad's side is very Catholic, mm-hmm. and um, they follow a certain political party. Mm-hmm. Versus my mom's side, it, they're more like christian protestant mm-hmm. christians mm-hmm. and they are pro statehood so it was completely different from my dad's side okay what so do you mean pro statehood in the political party we have three main ones well now there's like 15 but i don't follow them anymore because okay. i don't know Woo! I, there, now there's like a ton like now they come up with part, political parties out of their <laughs> I feel like no particular reason. They like, just decide to make one and they sign up and they make one. You should start one. Right. <laughs> um, but back in the day, uh-huh. there were only three. It was like the the pro uh, pretty much we're pro U.S. U.S. We want to become a state uh, of the United States. Oh. Every all of that. And then there's the middle one where it's like, no, we want to remain a commonwealth, mm-hmm. receiving the benefits, but still being our own identity. Mm-hmm. And then there's the independent one where it's like, fuck everything. We can do this on our own. Oh, I, wow. I had no idea. I had no. That's so interesting. OK, because right now, to clarify, Puerto Rico is commonwealth. What the what is a commonwealth? A commonwealth. Well, I don't know exactly what the but hell what it is, that mean? but it's a territory of <laughs> the United States. <laughs> OK. So you kind of get protection and shit from us, or I don't know about protection. I mean, but because we just got attacked by the net, mama nature, and uh-huh. nothing happened. But yeah, we'll get into that. 
Um, okay, but that's the thing. Is we like- do get... It, we get almost everything that a state gets. Like, mm-hmm. be- like financial help. Um, we are part... Of- we we are considered into the military. Mm. We are born U.S. citizens. Okay, okay. Which that is a blessing, and I was always taught that that was a blessing, and yeah. I didn't know why until I moved here into the United States, and mm. I understood why. Right. Um, and uh, what else? We get. I don't know. I guess you get all the. We just don't. We are not allowed to vote for the president, so we don't have that. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Um, we can vote for the candidates of to presidency, but not for the actual president. Really? Yes. Why? I have no yes idea. Yes or no, man. Right? It's like, so did you ever felt like, did you feel like you were American growing up? Or do you feel like you were Puerto Rican? I grew up wanting to be American. <gasps> Ew. Yes. That's so different. That is so different than my experience i grew up being ashamed of being an american oh really yes because oh wow well not everybody is the same way as me it's just how i I was raised right but no but i think i think that a lot of people think that way and i think that that is um it's a testament to like where you're at and like how people were you know raised because where i was when when i was born raised Mm -hmm. alive in hawaii it's been 50 years uh, roughly since um no not 50 because i was born in so 40 years after when i was born in hawaii it was like 40 years since hawaii became a state so it had officially been a state for 40 years before that it was like a territory you know like kind of kind of what yours is right now right now right so you're not it's like interesting to me because it's like wow you know like back when they were in this in between they were kind of like puerto rico where there were people Mm -hmm. like no we want to be a state yeah this is good for us and people were like no we want to keep it the way it is we can Mm -hmm. have them pay rent to do here we can just do business and then there were people who were like we need to kick everybody out we are gonna go back to our thing because this is our stuff don't you remember they came in and took all this very similar yeah three different yeah. Seriously, it's like, a, it's like, how do you know how to do? Where a blueprint, bro? Where a blueprint, bro? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, and so, so you wanted, but interesting, but so we. I was raised to want to be, yeah, to strive to be, full blown American. But you were American. You are American. Yes. Right. Yes. But you know, people don't consider you American. Exactly. So you have to. You feel like you have to like prove. <gasps> myself oh that's why you want to be a pop star so bad no yes the american dream american well that's part yes okay the american dream yes yeah yes um it 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 definitely had to do with that me coming to the united states came from my upbringing of aspiring that Mm -hmm. but also like watching movies and seeing how incredible america is (laughs) And how magical it is every single day, and it was a lot to have these incredible college experiences. Yeah, well, and is that different? Is it not like that in Puerto Rico? Like, tell me what different. Puerto Rico was like. I don't know, like how, like I literally, I didn't even realize it was big. You know, it's like bigger than like my island for sure. I think it's is pretty it? much. I think it's bigger than Hawaii. Well, the thing I, I, I don't know. Th- I, I think research. as a whole, I think it is, but I think Hawaii is like a. Oh, it's it's the same as Puerto Rico, right? Is archipelago, Hawaii? What? I don't know how to say it in English. 
archipiélago. It means it's consi- it consists of different islands. Yeah. So Puerto Rico ha- is a big one. Right. And then we have two smaller ones. I see. Well, like more than two, but some of them are really small, small, small. So they're like not actually considered full-blown islands. Yeah, it's bigger. It's way bigger. It's like... I think then... Yeah, a hundred have... times a hundred by thirty-five. That's what Puerto Rico is. I'm finding a lot of being. results here um, comparing Hawaii and Puerto Rico. Oh, really? Yeah, it's interesting. interesting. For me, this Chicago Chicagoist one twenty-three says, "For me, Puerto Rico, but they are neck and neck." Interesting. Hmm. I think Puerto Rico wins when it comes to its own culture, location, and architecture. Because Puerto Rico is not a state, it still has its own distinct culture and customs. Okay, do you agree with that? I don't. You don't? Talk to me. I, I don't. Well, I don't agree in the sense of I think we're pretty equal when it comes to distinctive cultures. I agree. I think it's just like kind of like what we said is your culture is a little bit more like and see, I don't want to say alive because our mm-hmm. culture is alive, but it's been a state for longer. And I think it's been further away from what it truly has mm-hmm. been for longer. I think yeah. more people are forgetting. I think it's there and it's exported like exponentially, you know? It's yeah, like, exactly. Everyone knows like hula. Everyone knows exactly. the flower lay. Everyone knows. So I think that's why earlier when I was talking about like, did you feel special? It's like growing up, I it was like you be proud that mm-hmm. you are from Hawaii yeah. because everyone in the world wants to be here and mm. you are lucky enough to be born right here. You know, in this paradise, you never have to leave. You can live here forever. You are so special. Yeah. And like, I started feeling like I was a baddie when I was like <laughs> going to these like competitions and shit in California, walking around like, you don't even know I am <laughs> that bitch, <laughs> you know? But, but then getting to California, I was like, oh, life is different here. Like people had a different... Yeah rhythm people Mm -hmm. had a different feel people had different smell people communicated differently like i don't think people realize that when you're from an island it's a different fucking thing it's a different it's a different world yeah it's a different world and even though i was raised like aspiring to be or wanting to be a state or pro statehood and all that Mm -hmm. um i it was i i can't identify the moment where it flipped in my head and I began to see Puerto Rico and be proud to be from Puerto Rico. Um, I really, I, th- I, I think I knew, uh, it, it was when I moved out. You know, it's like one of those things that you don't know what you have until you don't have it anymore. Because right. mm-hmm. I was, even though I was raised with that ideology, I was still very, um, I would participate in, in our cultural events. And I knew... I was part of it. it. It was it was in me. I would my dad listened to salsa twenty four seven, like like old 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 salsa songs. I think the only popular singer that I remember him like listening was Shakira. He was I bet he yeah Shakira. right. <laughs> he was uh-huh. obsessed with he Shakira. Those music videos too and Beyonce. There was this com- Pepsi commercial where Beyonce and there were ga- gladiators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Pink was in it, too. My dad stole the cardboard of Beyonce <laughs> from a gas station and brought it home one time. <laughs> okay, Catholic. To that point, that, that was like, that was the only thing I would see him like click with what was modern. Everything else was 
old, old, old salsa music. Yeah. And it was all the time. Um, and that was, I grew up with it. Um, and my mom left to salsa dance. Mm-hmm. So she forced me to go to salsa lessons, mm-hmm. which at the time I hated so much. But now it's like, let's go salsa. <laughs> I can vouch for that. That is very true. <laughs> I love it. It, it. And then, but it wasn't until I left Puerto Rico where I became prideful of of where I lived. And I didn't see the, what was that word that you should, you, you, you used? Privilege. The privilege yeah. of being from an island. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like being there it just, and thinking that the U.S., is the greatest thing of all. Mm-hmm. I felt very trapped mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. That's so interesting because there's, I mean, proximity-wise, Hawaii is the most isolated place on the planet. I keep, to, when people ask me, what's it like to be from Hawaii? I think I'm going to start answering with that to be like you need to understand you are not allowed to call me an introvert this is what i was rocking with for 24 (laughs) years son give me a moment let me breathe and spread my wings i've never had to fly this far before and everything we but we still watch tv so i'm watching lizzie mcguire like Mm -hmm. i want that though yeah and that's not what we had and I'm like, that's an ocean away. Like, I'm going to get there one day and it's going to be different. Yep. And like, that's that's it. It was just like getting there was so much. Just leaving. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, I'm from Ohio and I'm going to go to school in North Carolina. I'm going to drive there with my family. Exactly. There is an ocean. Ocean, yeah. There's no, it is a distinct it's leaving. scary as yeah. hell. And people are different. And I didn't know that because all I knew was what I saw in movies. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like if you hadn't, it's not like I I only traveled. I traveled a lot during my, my, like growing up, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was always with my family. I never experienced a, like out here, you do sleepaway camps and you meet people from all over the world, the the United States. Out there, you just meet people from all over parts of Puerto Rico. (laughs) It's the same exact people. You see them every year. You know? Yes. (laughs) Totally. And it's it's the same camps. And it's like, like, oh my gosh, literally Camp Erdman is the name (laughs) of our camp. And I remember there was one called Winner's Camp. And it's true. It's like you could... Now, that's like one of the kind of cool things is it's like, you know, in terms of like missed connections and Mm -hmm. whatnot, like, you know, like Justin moved around so much. But in reality, if I wanted to find like before leaving Hawaii, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to find every single person I had ever met in my life, I could. You could. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And I might run into them again in five years. You know, we can be like, where do I know you? Where do I know you from? Oh, we were at the post office. That one time we both lived in. And that happened because it's such like, but it's like the gene pool is so small. (laughs) I recognize like you can only have so many types, different types of people in that space. Not to say like there aren't a lot of different types of people there Mm -hmm. because there are. I think people think we're all pretty one note. But clearly I do not represent Hawaii by any means. I I have my experience, which is very different. I would never, ever. But that being said, with that many different kinds of people, when you come to the mainland, it's like magnified. It's completely... The levels are... You literally feel like an alien. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Like something that... 
I was not built for this. And it's not what the movies were like. No. And the people are not out in the movies. No, they're not. It, it, everything was completely different. So it was very shocking for me. And I think that's when I think that's probably when it clicked in my head. And and I was like, man, I, I really I'm proud of being from Puerto Rico. I'm proud of of my people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we're not perfect. But I, I'm proud of, of what we are and what we stand right now in this, what the whole s- situation is with the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very resilient type of people that live in Puerto Rico. I'm not saying anybody in any other place they're not. Right. But knowing and, and, and learning everything that, as an island, they've gone through. It's like we still are. We we keep on going. Yeah. It doesn't matter where we are because it literally doesn't matter where we are. At this point, we've obviously outgrown our island. So there's a large, very large population in the United States now. Um, whether it was professional reasons that they left the island or they just had to to survive. Um, but now it's it gotten to a point where it's it's. No matter where we are, we keep on going, mm. and that's something that I I can't I can't speak for other people, but I don't see it in many Americans. Yeah, I think that there is a luxury to the space you have. I think like what you just said, like that really kind of hit me, which is like we've obviously outgrown our island, like we're spreading out. You know, mm-hmm. you have to venture outward whether it's because you know you whatever you can't afford to live there mm-hmm. there's not enough space like literally and you know but it's like you see all kinds of people everywhere like you see people from asia mm-hmm. living everywhere yeah. you see india everywhere you see you know africa everywhere and i believe that we're in a point in time where a lot of people are being displaced for whatever the reasoning is yeah. and we're kind of all going to get resettled and i'm thinking that physical location won't matter as much anymore as we dive deeper into the internet. But right now, and for the next 10, 20, 30 years, it is, there is a connection to these places because we still remember yeah. the people who were there before all of this. Like yeah. The kids being born into this right now have this world. But I remember, you know, sitting down with the elders. We call them kupunas. They taught mm. us stuff. They're trying so hard to carry and push on their legacy and to me it's just really devastating when in hawaii they see people putting up like rails like in the sky like just making ruining the landscape mm-hmm. and like not respecting sacred burial grounds and like building malls on top of you know like it's painful to watch the elders watch that happen, that happen yeah. more so than it is for me it's because i understand them so I want to know how it was for you when you were there. Like you're saying you have this relationship with the United States. Mm -hmm. And I think we've talked about Puerto Rico several times. But specifically, I don't think I've ever asked you that part before, which is just like from the older people or the elders perspective or say the people like your dad who have been so like, no, we can do this by ourselves. We're independent to be in a situation where you need help you are in this situation so if ever they would you know expect it to come it didn't come did you see any sort of reaction from them that you think might have been different from a different generation um 
Well, there was definitely a different reaction. The the youth in Puerto Rico woke up. I feel like they're waking up mm. after this this circumstances, which is the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the elderly. I th- they've been through. This is the thing. Puerto Rico gets a hit with hurricanes almost every year. But never to this magnitude. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we we've served. I showed you a, a short film. Yeah. Um, where obviously I there, it had subtitles, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you picked it up. Towards the end, um, she kept saying we've survived Hugo. We right. survived um, Hortensia. It's like different types hur- of hurricanes yeah. that have come through that literally have been damaging mm-hmm. and we've rebuilt. So it's like it's kind of um, not expected, but they're used to it. So mm-hmm. the elderly, I feel like they just saw it's just another one. Mm-hmm. And I know we'll get through it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they're prepared because they've lived in the times where we didn't receive everything from the United States. Mm-hmm. They, they come from a time where there was a relationship, but not to the extent that it is right now, that yeah. Puerto Rico has become very dependent mm-hmm. on the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's something that at that time I was rooting for, right. but now I don't believe that in that anymore. Um, so it, it's interesting because... If it wasn't for them, we probably wouldn't have made it through this one. If it wasn't for the elders. For the elders. Interesting. Because if it wasn't for my grandparents teaching my parents how to wash their clothes by hand, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have learned that this time around mm-hmm. on how to do it myself. Right. Right. I wouldn't have learned how to take... A shower but by heating up water in a small gas if we had gas left mm-hmm. otherwise you just had to take a deep breath and wash yourself with cold water or luckily now we have wipes so if you could find wipes at the store you wipe yourself clean um i think if it wasn't for the elderly passing on that information out of anybody the elderly were the most the most calm yeah but at this time and age there were also the more the people that needed more help yeah i'm gonna say they're like the most vulnerable because right? they 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 needed doctors and they needed hospitals and caretakers and hospitals were not working and so it, it was i think a lot of people gave up like had that It was a very dark time this time around. Well, I can't speak for other times because I didn't live through them. Right. But you did this one. But I did this one and it felt like like defeat, like literal defeat. Because we, as long as every morning, everybody would wake up and be like, we can do this. Let's get through it. Let's work together. It's another day. But for a while, it felt very defeated. Mm-hmm. everyone and it was it was because we had nothing nothing to look forward to i guess right at what point did you 
realized like at what point was it like helps not coming or okay we have to do this ourselves? when did that happen for you well the thing is it's since we've had hurricanes before automatic like hurricane is done you go out to the streets and you start cleaning that's something that just happens Mm -hmm. it's like if you want to keep on going with life this is what you need to do yeah and everybody participates everybody everybody wow everyone everyone just goes out and because if you if you don't do it then it's not gonna get done it's not gonna get done right like so that was the first thing it's like after we did that but still power wasn't established mm-hmm. and it'd been like days usually it takes a couple days max a week it's never been this massive mm-hmm. this crazy right um and it was like maybe a week in where the people started questioning what's going on mm-hmm. like how because it's, it was also a, there was no communication no form of, of communication the t- communication towers were down so while we were asking all these questions there were people that went in to fix the communication towers so that at least you can say this is what's going on mm-hmm. there's no we, we needed to fix the communication first so that everybody's informed and we can set up a like a plan of action and everybody knows what we're doing and mm-hmm. whatnot. So then we can move to the actual power electrical issue and start fixing that. So it was like there were... Ste- Who went to fix those things? Well, for, it was the people that were on the island at first, uh-huh. but it wasn't enough. It was that so bad that it was just wasn't enough. So they started asking outside. First of all, I don't know why the asking needed to happen, because if we, if they're a part of the United States, we are a part of the United States. It should right. have been an automatic response. Right. People were watching. They knew this was going to happen. They knew it was happening. We all were watching. We saw yeah. it on the news. So there was response, but it just, it wasn't, I think nobody expected the magnitude of the event. Right. Um. So I, I'll say like a weekend or so where it's questions started to rise and answers were not showing up. And me being in the city, which is my experience because it was a lot worse in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, me being in the city and not having access to these things that because it's the capital, it happens in seconds mm-hmm. because this is what needs to look pretty and, you know. Right. Right. It happens from one day to the other. It's like Disney World. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah, I feel bad. And it was not happening. It didn't. And it looked horrible. And it looked horrible. And it was like, that's when everybody's like eyebrows started raising. It's right. Like, no what? one's taking care of this. It's, yeah. It's like, San Juan still doesn't have power. What's, what's happening? What's the real? Mm-hmm. How bad really was it? Right. Right. And then when you, when people were starting to talk about this, be like, how bad was it? At what point did someone come out and say, hey, here's a situation? Like, how did you end up getting information? Well, the, the, whoever fixed the communication towers, they were incredible because it it happened when it came to phone reception and whatnot, that took forever. Mm -hmm. 
But when it came to the media communication, that was, um, for some reason, easier. Like the internet? Uh, no. Or because we did, um, like, like radio waves. Oh, like, we radio. went back to using, we had to use radios. Yeah. Or those old TVs that have batteries that have batteries and like you would with the antenna antenna sticking yeah. out you're trying to pick up a signal yeah that's i those were the resources that the chat tv channels were using and whatnot <sighs> um to communicate and just to verify just so i can actually place this in what this happened in 2017 yes what month what when was this it was september 20th 2017 okay that's the day that hurricane hit that's the day it hit yes and how long was it until you got power at your place in san juan um three months after november right september october yes because october september 20th till october well wait no i'm getting confused because the building where I was at had a power plant. So uh-huh. we had, like, our hallways were illuminated and whatnot. Just our houses w- did not have power. Mm-hmm. I was lucky in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> wow. um, so that worked. But actual power where the building had entire power was, I think, yeah, begin- maybe beginning of November, mid-November. So two months, September to October, and then October to November. Yeah. But it was on and off. Like, we had it for two days. It went down. We didn't have it for a week. And we had it back up again for two weeks or a month. And then, it, you know, like, that's how it was. Wow. So it was splotchy. Mm-hmm. So it, has it ever gotten back up to where it needs to be? In San Juan, yes. In other places, there's people that still don't have power. There's people this that day. still don't have power? Yeah. Years later. My, my dad, I saw... Like, not long ago, my stepmom post on Facebook, no power again. Wow. And wow. It, hap- it still happens with water, too. That's like, these are basic necessities, necessities of survival. Yeah. So how did you figure out how to survive for two months without? <laughs> I don't know how I did survive. Um, I think I was, I, I just had to, you had to do it because I wasn't there alone. I had my little sister and my baby niece. I think mostly my baby niece. Mm-hmm. It's like, we need to make this work. She doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like it was, there were surreal moments where we would just be sitting. No fan hot as hell mosquitoes everywhere and we would be sitting feeling like death looking at each other like how are uh, what's going on but not saying anything to each other Mm -hmm. and then just looking in front of us and looking at my niece laughing playing like life is beautiful there's nothing wrong and you'd be like there's nothing wrong wow there's really nothing wrong she reminded you like we need to keep focus on the important things and it's we have each other right here right now we need to make it the best out of it 
she's making the best out of it <laughs> whatever world in her head she's living in yeah if she can do it we we also can you know mm -hmm. so but that can only as a an adult in this world that can only last you for a little so long you right. know like so much time right like she doesn't realize when she goes outside she doesn't see see like oh that oh, person might be dying yeah. or that did you did you know anyone who like was in your area or in your places like who didn't make it because i know there's very it's um, numbers people say it's this many people say it's that yeah many. there's not a definite number of how many deaths happened during the hurricane or after after <laughs> the process insane which i don't know why they won't what why they consider it as a separate thing because it to me in my eyes and the people's eye my puerto the puerto rican people maria wasn't just the hurricane the day the hurricane hit mm -hmm. it was the months after right so for there were there was a time where they just try to kept keep the numbers low for the media mm -hmm. so i remember i think the president said oh only 16 deaths it's like yeah 16 reported deaths during the hurricane but because of the hurricane thousands of people died right because of the lack of power because they weren't able to get to the hospitals in time because their house collapsed on top of them because you know mm -hmm. they were never found a lot of things so it's very different thousands and 16 yeah are very different very different i mean do you feel like that misrepresentation caused people to be upset like they wanted the truth out like yes yes because we, we everybody just wanted help like mm. everybody like you say 16 then you're just gonna send a small bus of soldiers right to find those 16 people i'll donate five dollars but you say thousands that we need the whole army in right. this island it building it. it yeah you know and that that wasn't happening not to the extent that the people needed it and then what the issue also was when the, the help was there but they they did not have the orders to help okay so go into this more because this was one of the parts that I found the most frustrating because I also had a friend whose husband got sent out to help and was one of the people who was like, I'm so frustrated. Like, I'm here and I literally cannot do anything. Mm -hmm. And it was a really unfortunate position for him because he's like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Am I supposed to disobey? Like, these people need my help. I signed up to do this. This should be a rescue mission and we're mm -hmm. just sitting here. And so having, knowing that he was there being like, I'm here and prepared to help, but they're not letting me. And that you were there. <laughs> Seeing the help just sit by the docks. Like our perception was, what the fuck are they here for if they're not going to do anything? You know, we saw the, the cargo boats arrive with what we thought was like food and help and stuff like that to the docks but the approval for it to be released was not given like as soon as they got to the freaking docks um the the hospital this huge military 
um, floating hospital gets to the island and until they were given the okay and approval, nobody was able to be treated. And the hospital was running on the actual hospital, like in San Juan. I'm only speaking for my area because mm-hmm. this is what I lived. Mm-hmm. The actual hospital, the main hospital in San Juan, was running with power plants that kept, first, it needs gas mm-hmm. to power these power plants. Right. Not just gas, diesel. Shit. So they needs gas. There's a lack of gas. The power plants can only do so much for so long. So they were shutting down. And they needed hours to warm up, like cool down, to bring it back up. This, this is like people, they, there was a huge change in everything in order to do an operation. It needed to be calculated because what if the power plant shuts down? No, we need to be precise. We need to do these things. All Everything changed and we knew that there was a place fu- fully functional, floating by the, the, and San Juan and the docks that people could just go and get treatment and know that everything was going to be fine. And not giving the okay was was extremely frustrating. Going going to the supermarkets and trying to find food, and being received with a list of you can only grab one can of this, one pack of bread of this, one this and this, knowing that they were there's food sitting probably rotten or getting going bad in these boats because they're just sitting down there uh, under the sun and these things that you know how long it was frustrating how long like before like between it getting there and you being able to utilize it i i don't know exactly because like 3 days no i don't think so no 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 like a week more 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 like a more month? than that more than that because the next thing was people started breaking into these Docks and stealing this product and like it just turned into like a big purge kind of a thing like when it came to the gas stations and whatnot people would be lined up sleeping overnight sleeping just to make sure that in the morning they would be the first ones to grab gas to get to work and then the big the big car I, i like i don't know what the word is for the people drug lords the big drug lords they would literally hijack the whole gas station and with arms and everything, take all the gas, drop a bag of money in the middle of the gas station and leave. And then you spend your whole night waiting for nothing. And now how are you getting to work? Um, when f- finally, uh, eventually the okay was given, then the military, it, it turned into like a war zone. Military was in the, in every single gas station with their guns and their tanks to make sure that at least the decent people got got gas but you knew and there, ice. You knew there were other people out there like pissed about that. So yeah. at any point there can be like shootings yeah, and they could and attack. you're just trying to get gas to go to work. Yep. To go to work at a place where what? Like to if if you could go to work. Because there were a ton of places that that you couldn't even work. Can you imagine having to we stress now for paying our bills every single day, but then 
being at a, uh, at a place where you don't even know if you have a job after it. You don't even know if your job is standing. Right. You don't even know if your boss or the owner or whatever made it. You don't know what's happening. I was I used to, I was working at a t- at the time at a um what's it called customer service call center at a call center mm-hmm. that's what the name um and uh and I was lucky that right away they because they had a power plan and whatnot we started able to start working right away mm-hmm. but how do you it was just a lot. I don't even know. I feel like I'm going to be going at different kind of place because this is a particularly different story. That's okay. My job itself or, or my work itself was a different story because customer service relation, uh, like call center, I'm receiving complaints about people all over the United States <laughs> about their, their, why is their health insurance more pricey than than their coworkers' health insurance and blah, 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 or why, um, like, re- at the time, I, it's important things, but I'm, I'm the one responding to you, and I'm like, you're complaining about because you're paying three more dollars than your coworker? Wow. When I have no power, no water, no, but we can't say that. We couldn't say that. We couldn't do anything. They would be yelling at you over the phone. Because it's their lives, it's their livelihoods. And I, I, I understood, but also I was like, if I wish I would pick up that phone and the first question, and I could say automatically, hi, my name is Nelson, um, and you're call, and I'm, um, I'm responding from Puerto Rico and see if people would have a different point of view or mm-hmm. a different reaction the way that, how can I help you? Right. I will still help you, but... <laughs> It took a while for me to get to work this morning. Yeah, like, like I, I ha- definitely think that people would have responded differently because you don't know. Like those are the worst jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. People like I like usually I don't even want to make this call. This is something that's a problem. It's yeah. not a great system, uh-huh. but I'm always trying to be respectful to the people on the other end of the line. Yeah, probably because I have experience in it, so I <laughs> know. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know, but definitely like, why weren't you allowed to be like? Hey, I mean, because you're nothing. They, you're just a part of the system. Yeah. Just, oh. Yeah. Wow. And it was like the only times I had to use, like, get some sort of communication was when I was at work. So it was like because they were they had the power plant and whatnot, and then the communication, like the immediate communication, was up. Um, we were able to see, like, in our break room, the news. But then what we were seeing was not was ha- what was happening. Like, I, I don't know from you being an outsider. I don't know what you saw. What's that? What's that for you? Because I, I really am like a little unsure. Like some people were like, it looked horrible. And some people were like, no, the news that I saw painted it like, like, yeah, it was bad. But I don't think. Well, first of all, I'm the worst because, you know, I don't be watching don't the watch news TV. like that. Yep. But also I was I was frustrated because I don't think people... No, it was definitely not. I'm sitting here hearing things you said. Like, like what What was the hurricane? Uh, Katrina? Yeah. I remember when that happened, it was all over the news, and it showed how horrible it was. It showed people yeah. swimming in the middle of the street 
it was a normal suite and it became a huge sea right people swimming and right. like dogs in on top of houses when i, I don't yeah, know it was tragic no that was not at all what was projected and and i think what was frustrating for me is because obviously trump was acting a fucking fool mm. so many people were focused on him acting a fool yes. and then deciding was that respectful was it not respectful mm-hmm. nobody took the time to take the second step to be like well let's look at their situation and see what it's really like yeah. everybody just stayed focused on what he did and there was no and this man this man came to the island when san juan was okay and he only went to san juan he did not see the rest of the island and he just made up his mind puerto rico is doing great i think our people have done an amazing job they have not been to the rest of the island you only saw san juan right so who, like, at what point, like, were y'all trying to put up a good show for the president? Or were y'all like, no, well, we Well, that was also help. frustrating because the freaking pro-statehood people were there applauding everything this man was saying and kissing his ass, including the governor of Puerto Rico. Because I don't know that maybe they think they're going to become a state by kissing his ass. And so then it'll fix it. And or it'll whatever. fix it. And we'll get maybe then we'll get help, the actual help that it needed right um if we become a state then we would get the full benefits of well, that who's, who's state stopping would. it from becoming a state uh, the actual united states they don't want it to be a state they don't want it to be a state no no i don't think it benefits them not now not at this moment so then why why have it as a right as a territory yeah because i think they see a, the potential eventually eventually yeah Dude, that's fucking crazy. Like, so, so like an investment or something. Like, yeah. do we want to gamble on this? But there's people there. Mm-hmm. Fuck. That's not so. Yeah, answer your shit. No, I didn't. I had a, obviously a skewed, a skewed perspective of it because like you were there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And because I couldn't communicate with you. Yeah. And because when I did, what you told me was going on. Yeah. I knew. You know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't being reflected. I only knew because of what the I, connection to you. Yeah. And because we tried to fucking send you shit. Yeah. And it was so difficult. It was so hard. And like, it should not be this difficult to, send- to get people some freaking mosquito spray. Yeah. What is going yeah, on? Yeah, that, that was that was insane because. Amazon. First of all, we like we were not getting things by the date that normal delivery mm-hmm. was happening mm-hmm. um so we were getting them like weeks after um Jeez. and uh when it comes to like really important things that we didn't have in stock at all like the mosquito repellent mm-hmm. even in amazon it just felt like i'm not saying it was this but it, it felt like purposely everything was out of stock yeah it's like how can it be everywhere out of stock mm-hmm. for real like yeah, I it know. It just didn't make sense. I was on there. Like, they, they wouldn't let us send. It literally was what we found that was in stock was, like, there's restrictions on this. You can't send this to Puerto Rico. I was like, why? why? Exactly. Like, why? Why? It, it was, was very frustrating. It was like, you can't help. And then I'm like, what am I going to do? Fly in there myself? Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to be stuck in that situation, too. It's yep. not like, you know. Oh, man. So when. Okay, obviously, we could talk about this for 
Yeah, for forever. For forever. And I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to be a conversation that unfolds over time because it's unfolding, yeah. you know? But do you feel like Puerto Rico's in a place right now where it still needs help? Yes, definitely. Definitely. There's still places that have yet to rebuild at all. And the power, a hurricane comes, shows up today, and it will... It will knock everything down again because they every it was just an easy fix. Everything was done as an easy fix. Um we had wooden posts and those were all the ones that fell and they just put back up wooden posts hmm. to fix the problem. Wow. So I, and you say there's a hurricane every year. Not necessarily Or it's often enough. It's often, yeah. It's a ready. tropical island. We are surrounded by water and where we're at in the caribbean we get we have both we 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 have like we get like the warm waters and the cold waters and that's exactly what right you know Mm -hmm. so it's like we're prone to it every year and every year there's storms that develop and some turn into hurricanes and either they according to their pathway they touch us or just the rain touches us or they actually go through the island. Mm-hmm. It, it really, it's, it depends. So, but it's pretty, sounds like it's pretty inevitable that it will happen again. And there's a high chance that this is something that we will see yes. repeated. And it should have been a lesson for other future events. But I don't know if it it is. I don't know if it came... If it came, if it became one of those examples, remember Maria that what we didn't do, let's not do it this time. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think it it's, it's like that. I don't think so. Wow. I think it's gonna be, it could be the same way. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, how are the people there? acting or responding like usually typically on this podcast we were like well what's your beach like but i mean like now <laughs> well, I'm the thing like- is nature is incredible mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the most um if you actually pay attention to your surroundings um you can learn a lot mm-hmm. from nature i agree yes and very quickly because um i remember the island being like this sepia sepia tone Mm -hmm. the Mm. entire island an island that it's one tropical that's greenery everywhere beautiful flowers a lot of animals you hear birds all the time at night we have a frog that makes a particular sound (laughs) actually it's in hawaii too yes it is and they hate it over there but we we love ours there we go. There's a, there's a lot of connections. Right. Some disconnects. That damn cokey frog. The cokey frog uh. that sings at night. And some people can't sleep with that, that music. We find it. Le- we think it's music. I see your face. And you're like, music. I mean, I would like to experience. I bet if I were there, the vibe would be different. I'd be like, this is so nice. But just in Hawaii, everyone's like. So, uh, but, so, yes. so, yeah, it's like it sings us to sleep. And during uh, for a long time there were no birds chirping there were the cookie was not singing it, it, everything looked brownish like that everywhere there was no it, there was nothing it looked like like a 
nuke had been dropped yeah and for some reason the humans survived it (laughs) and there's nothing else wow um but then a few days went by and the see the tones the brown tones started fading and then they paid attention to a tree and it had a flower and i was like the tree's down the roots are sticking out of the ground but it grew a flower that was the biggest a huge lesson it was like no matter the circumstance we can make it through we can rebuild yeah. we can re- be reborn right so we just have to keep pushing forward tying it down nature w- is incredible so the beaches remained as beautiful as ever now everything is uh, looks beautiful again yeah. you wow. know the island is beautiful I, like you go i encourage everybody to go and visit and please because right now tourism is what is actually helping the island move forward is it equipped to handle hospitality and tourism right now uh yes um i think those were the first things that they got going they got going Mm -hmm. um even like right after the hurricane they tried their best to 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 get those power plants running and went out because while the hurricane was happening, there were actual tourists in the island. Mm. There were people that couldn't leave. Even they were on vacation and they had to live through it. Wow. Um, you, what I did appreciate was a lot of those people did come back to the United States and said, I've never met such strong people. Mm because they lived it for a week but we had to stay and live it for the rest of our days right and they could tell the truth and they could tell the truth and yeah. there's i remember there was this um older man who went in for vacation he stayed the entire time and he stayed feeding people and like helping and cleaning and wow like he stayed the entire time and a few people did that and then reporters were flying in because they wanted to report the truth um because they knew it wasn't being reported the way it should so and this wasn't in the media that you had to be have access to internet to see it because he was live streaming he was putting it on facebook Mm -hmm. video like it it was you had to find it find the truth elsewhere but there were people trying you know and something that really made me proud was being me myself an artist was how the artistic community jumped in right away and be like okay if we have this platform then it's our job to do it yeah and a lot of artists just started even not even puerto rican not even latin artists yeah just yeah, it was like they that. said we need to help people they started writing songs all the proceeds going into this or that um j-lo sent a <laughs> JLo and A-Rod and a bunch of people sent like food and and supplies and everything and the plane never got received Mm -hmm. Um, so then she personally flew to the island with everybody that donated (sighs) and they demanded what they had sent and they distributed themselves the same thing Ricky Martin did the same thing he wow. after that he was like I'm bringing stuff but I'm bringing it myself I don't trust anybody at the docks I don't trust mm-hmm. anybody at, at the airports I'm bringing it myself and I I want to distribute to this and this and that wow. he bought houses for some people Ricky That's he bought amazing. houses he was like he gave them keys and everything wow it was like but I 
seeing that, like, as much as being like we're raised to like being an artist is not a career, or that's just like for dreamers or crazy people and whatnot. It's like in this time, they were the heroes in my eyes, you know, because they, I mean, they didn't have to do that. And they did. And they did. That's real love. And then there was the doctors that. I mean, not everybody, but we needed doctors. Imagine, like, if a bunch of doctors were like, we're going to rent a plane and we're all going to go out there and help. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, I'm sure some people did. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people flew people out of the island to get help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, because they knew they would work better out here in the States than in there, in in those conditions. But. Mm that's amazing that that that's what happened and i think like that's how we knew really was all the all of the you know lin manuel miranda being like Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing we're putting this together and he he was still popping and hopping off of you know and like not to not to say but i mean he was going for a hot minute and you know he said some things about the president and (laughs) you know he's like i don't care like this is what's happening i'm being honest why are all my positive things you know, for my community. But the one time I say something like this, that's when I get all the attention. Like, I'm just trying to help people. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, wow, like these people are putting their careers on the line to be like, we're going to help. I'm like, this is some shit. And seeing that happen really reminded me of the responsibility side of the people who feel like they have influence or have power or have the ability to help, like do it. Because it started from after the hurricane everybody going outside and cleaning up Mm -hmm. like you all did your part Mm -hmm. and everything else should have happened accordingly yeah and i hope that people do use it as a story and use it to be like hey well you remember what happened right so next time people are a little more awake and a little more proactive to be like okay and and i mean it's it's kind of a lesson because you know you say there's like 15 different parties and whatnot like (laughs) it must be difficult to get everybody on the same page just where you are to be like okay this is what we need this Mm -hmm. is what we want so we're gonna have a part two of this um, yeah one day, one day we'll trickle it in <laughs> right during all the other shows but i, I want to say um um thank you for talking and sharing and putting the story out there what do you think like as someone who's from there and as someone who grew up with this sort of idea of wanting to be an american experience what you've experienced like this podcast is called paradise privilege so do you feel like you are from paradise and do you feel like you are privileged? Now, where I am in life, I do feel that it's a privilege that I was born and raised in what in my paradise. When I think of paradise, I think of my home because I do now see it that way. Um, it is what's considered a vacation destination for a lot of people but um being born there knowing my culture knowing where what it's gone through what we've endured what we rebuilt how many times we've rebuilt as a country as an island as people that that's that's my paradise and i feel very proud and and now i say it all the time and i wear not necessarily wear my flag everywhere, but I do see my flag anywhere, and I'll scream and I'll shout and I'll. <laughs> I hear somebody speak. In 
our accent, which I don't think we have an accent, but <laughs> you recognize it. Is I can recognize when a Puerto Rican is speaking, uh-huh. and I have to approach them and say "Boricua," <laughs> and they will look at me and like "Boricua." And it's just a moment. It's a small moment. We could be just walking past each other. We said that. It just makes our, our day. And we could keep going. It's like, oh, yeah. it just feels nice. Yeah. You wow. know? That's um, amazing. And I'm very proud. I'm very proud of being Puerto Rico. We, we've done a lot. We've accomplished a lot. Um, like Olympic medals, Olympic medalists. Um, and what I really like is even, I mean, I guess it's, at this point in life, I, I, I would I would like it to be its own entity, like its own country. Like, I'm for the independence of Puerto Rico. I don't know if the people are ready for it, hmm. if they were able to handle it. Yeah. I know there's a strong or a good group of people that, that could, especially the young people nowadays, they are, they're, I think because of what happened, they're learning about agriculture. They're wanting to know how to do it themselves. Do it themselves. Yeah. And it's a big movement that's happening now. And uh, I think that's great. And if if we get to a point where where everybody learns how to do those things, then then yes, I think Puerto Rico would survive as an independent place. Um, but right now, there's like we stop exporting coffee. We start exporting sugar. Like. Like what what we had in our favor, it doesn't happen anymore. Now we receive everything hmm. from it's outsourced. Most of the things like there's still some coffee places here and there. It's just not. That's why we d- depend on tourism now. I see. We depend on people going there. Right, right. Well, I mean, experiencing it. I feel that. But I feel that. It is a privilege, and I'm privileged. But it's not like. I don't know because I don't want it to sound like I've been privileged in the sense of what privilege is nowadays mm-hmm. when it comes to race or something like that because that's completely different. Mm-hmm. I think that's a different podcast. <laughs> There's a lot to say um, because even though we're part of the United States, as we're not received as a normal American when we come to the United States. Yeah. So I don't feel privileged when I hit the United States. Mm-hmm. But I do at the same time, because in my case, Puerto Ricans, we come in all different, like everybody else, mm-hmm. but mainly on all different kinds of shades and colors and sizes. Mm-hmm. And I am what is considered apparently white. <laughs> yes, um, you are. You would physically, be. Physically, I, I would be considered white. And initially, I could see some sort of privilege of treatment the moment i open my mouth in my native language i it changes completely you lose it so wow that is another podcast that is another Damn. podcast um yeah yeah interesting losing that pri- oh all right y'all this has been paradise privilege you know we get into it so this is what i mean when people are like oh, what's it like to be from hawaii or like, oh, what's it like to be from Puerto Rico? There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. And hopefully, like, my goal is to use this platform to give people from paradise, people from islands, people from locations where most people just go travel to and fly through the real opportunity to tell the real stories about what's going on. And obviously today we deep dove. I don't even think that's deep. I mean, that's just like 
I wasn't ready to go deep. I was because I, I had a couple of tear <laughs> moments there. But um, I think we talked about a lot and a lot of things that I didn't know and a lot of things that I think it's important for people to hear. So thank you for opening up and talking to us about your paradise mm-hmm. and about a particular occasion where it seemed like I mean, damn, like you expect a war zone in a war zone. Mm-hmm. You don't expect a war zone in, in paradise. paradise. Yeah. Wow. Well, Nelson's going to write a book about this one day. Well, <laughs> we will we will get that. We will get that down. But um, where can the people find you? They can find me on Instagram right now at it's NGSR. That's my main social media platform at the moment. Wonderful. And what do you think people can do? Well, you kind of answered it. You said kind of visit. You think people can do to I help think Puerto Rico? The best they can do is 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 visit because not only you would be helping uh, Puerto Rico and the economy, but you will have such an amazing time. Hmm. Like you would really love it, and like take your time to actually visit. Don't go to San Juan and that's it. Ah, <laughs> uh, San Juan is not a. I representation uh-huh. of the Puerto entire, Rico. Right. Take trips. Go to the other side of the island. It only takes two hours, four yeah. hours total to go around the island. Hey. So, be adventurous. There's we ha- there's caves. Ooh. There's there's like waterfalls, hidden waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Like, <laughs> uh, but there's it's it's a lot of beauty that sun. It's not just San Juan. It's so much more. And if you want to get a little bit deeper into culture and whatnot, then you need to visit other places because San Juan, it's made to represent the most American I was going to say, it's thing. Americanized. Yeah. That's like Waikiki and it's Diamond like, Head for it, me. It's uh. Aesthetically, it looks cultured and, and with the whole Spanish buildings and like old streets with like bricks and stuff. But everything it's it's projected to look it's, it's very american yeah, yeah it's just a set it's just a set if you i don't want to visit the set i want to see the real thing i mean yeah. it's ridiculous that it's been nine years and i haven't been to puerto rico with you i know and i haven't been to hawaii it's unacceptable it's very i know unacceptable. i mean la is great florida's great we are definitely kids who wanted to be american <laughs> right like, we're going to florida. florida that was like first stop and then we ended up in la Cal- Superstardom? California it is. Here we go. Like, we're going to get into, like, all kinds of politics. We're going to make a change. End up in D.C. (laughs) Come on. Uh, End up being like, fuck this. Being Canada. All right. Thank you. This is good. We have to do this again. I think every single time we see each other, we should do an episode. I'm down. I'm so down. This is so much fun. We'll just do this for the rest of our lives. Do you enjoy it? Yes, I actually do. Good. I actually do. This is something that we have... We, as human race, we haven't done in a long time. Just talk. <laughs> yeah. Just talk. Yeah. We, I think we have a lot of things to say t- that ev- ev- the other person can learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I think we can do it. They, we're young people. And we think because we're young, we haven't lived enough and we don't have much to say, but we do. Definitely. It's like, because when you talk to an older person, you're like, oh, these stories are fascinating. Yeah. When they, you know? But yeah. we, we have our, the stories are our oh, own. Oh, yeah. And we We've need gone to, through some shit. 
we need to share them definitely more often i think it would definitely help the Good. human race well you heard that so we will definitely be back again with our stories hopefully you all feel inspired to tell your stories as well and the next time you look at someone try not to place judgment upon who they are and where you think they're from because they might just come from a paradise and maybe ask them a little more than how's the surf (laughs) 